0: Welcome to the Most True You podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Irene. Welcome, Jasmine. I am really looking forward to talking with you about how you are living as your most true self and how you're helping others do the same.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. This is going to be fun.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. Um uh, so you are a spoonie business strategist, virtual assistant, and you have a Facebook group called Connected Spoonies. So I would love to start there with you giving kind of a quick overview of what a spoonie is for those who are not familiar with the term.
1: Yeah, so th- for those who aren't familiar with the term, a spoonie is someone with a chronic illness. Um I like to make it as inclusive as possible. So it's physical illness, mental illness, um, if that includes a disability that you were born with or that you developed later. It has, it's for anyone who doesn't quite fit the quote unquote norm of society's expectations.
0: I love that. And I love that you are being really purposefully inclusive in that. Uh, Do you know how the term Spoonie came about?
1: Yeah. So the Spoonie term came about, I can't remember the name of the author, but it's someone who um, came up with it themselves. Um, And there's a whole article you can check on Pinterest and whatever. Um, for it. But basically, the idea is that the spoons are your measurement of energy that you expend on a specific task. Mm -hmm. So let's say a normal person who isn't a spoonie, um, a shower would just cost them um, one spoon, or maybe even half a spoon. Whereas for someone who's a spoonie, showers Take a lot of energy, a lot of mental capacity to get yourself to that point of taking a shower, and then the recuperation after the shower is usually um, can be described as I'm sitting on my bed with a towel wrapped around me for an hour while I, you know, work towards getting the energy to get dressed.
0: Yeah. Wow. Thank. That's actually such a helpful image. So thank you for that. Um, so. Tell me a little bit about how you came into this space and, um, you know, kind of, I'm going to make a little bit of an assumption here, so don't hesitate to correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, you know, how did you kind of find your most true self in this space with other Spoonies?
1: Well, the, I, I'm a Spoonie first off. So basically it's me helping other people who, are dealing with some of the same issues or difficulties that I am in some sort of um, version or another. Uh, when I started being doing the online business things, I took a lot of courses. I took a lot of comprehensive trainings. And I found out that most of the trainings, actually all of the trainings that I was doing, I had to sort of um, edit or... Um, fix the way they were training or the things that they were expecting me to do or complete
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, to fit my lifestyle and my energy capacity. Um, for example, like the, I was in a, a big, someone's who has a, a big name in the, in the social media um, world.
0: Mm-hmm. I was
1: in their comprehensive 11 uh, month program and, and I just, you know, I couldn't manage just meeting up all the time online and making sure that I had a certain amount of things done by the next week. And it's compounded upon itself that I, you know, I felt further and further behind. Mm-hmm. And when I talked to the, um, the, the person who was running the program, it they didn't have much to offer me in the fact of trying to make it easier for me because they didn't understand. They didn't know how they could make it easier or, yeah, um, you know, so it, and that happened over and over and over again in different programs that I took trying to find ways to maximize the little energy I had to put towards building a business. Wow. So I, it, it just, you know, and it, it makes you feel like, am I the only one that's dealing with this? You know, like I'm, none of it is accessible to me. And yeah. so I thought there, you know, if I'm dealing with this then there has to be other people. So I wanted to make myself feel less alone and singled out and bring awareness to the people that might be in the same situation as I am and then grow from there. Wow.
0: I, that's so powerful. And I have a couple of thoughts or I guess questions based on that. So one is in that process of realizing that, you know, that course and other courses weren't just, they weren't going to work for you. Did you have some shame that you had to work through with that? Like feeling like there was, I don't know, I was talking to somebody else um, recently about ADHD and this, you know, kind of underlying shame of why am I not like everyone else? And I'm just curious if that is something that had come up for you as well and all of that.
1: Yeah. That's a big it's it's guilt, it's shame. Um, uh-huh. because I'm putting all this money in and I'm not able to take the most out of the program. So that I feel shame and guilt over not being able to show up to all the meetings when that's the main part of the program.
0: Wow. Right? Yeah.
1: So I'm spending all this money and it's you know it's it's. I think it's my fault that I can't. I'm not getting the most out of it, and then you know, I'm. I'm at the end. I'm like, okay, well, I spent all that money, and what did I get? A whole bucket load
0: of zero. Wow, that's so hard. And so with that, um, I'm just thinking through. You know, how many other people probably feel the same way because a lot of these online offerings really are geared toward people who. Are not spoonies I really appreciate how vulnerable you are about this
1: yeah it it and I mean I'm working through this stuff and it's like I've been really really working through it over the past year yeah and um, especially because I was in a program that was supposed like it, it pretty much guaranteed me the results if I showed up and I showed up as best as possible. Um, so, but that still doesn't meet their requirements of, you know, maximizing the course, right? So I'm at the past year since that program, I've just, you know, like I've, I've been working through it with a coach and mental health professionals and stuff like that of dealing with, yeah, I mean, it's not my fault that they can't cater to me because they don't know, but it's also not upon myself to match where they're at because I can't.
0: Wow. That is really kind of blowing my mind because there must be so many things like that where people just aren't even thinking about the fact that their expectations simply can't be met. And it's not that anyone's doing anything wrong. They're just not realistic.
1: Yeah. And I mean, they may be realistic for a lot of people um, that are participating in the courses or programs, but they're Not everyone's going to be a match. And I think part of that has to come with, you know, like discernibility in who you allow into your big programs or, you know, getting to know yourself as to can I realistically meet these parameters or Mm -hmm. these um, benchmarks for completing the program or being successful in a program. Right, and I know a lot of programs say you know they can't guarantee success or you know like five figures in five minutes um but it it if you're trying your best and your best is still not good enough what how does that make you feel like you you feel really, really sucky at the end, like yeah, you're, you don't know what's okay, you know why can't I do this, and I think that's a lot of the and a lot of spoonies are kind of forced into the entrepreneur world entrepreneurship world because of their limitations they can't hold a regular job right they can't even after you know all this even before all the covid stuff they couldn't hold a regular job at McDonald's or you know Home Depot or mm-hmm. even you know a long term higher level job right i could only find a job i needed a job that re- that allowed me to sit 90% of the time So finding a job that, you know, I qualify for, uh, you know, really was hard until I became an entrepreneur, right? Because I'm sitting in my house, I'm sitting at my desk or I'm sitting on the couch and doing my work Mm -hmm. and I can make it work around me. Which is
0: so hard because being an entrepreneur is not easy. It demands a lot of energy, a lot of attention, and then for those in the United States, they, you know, I'm like, you have this awful tension between you have a chronic illness and you need healthcare and you have to have a job in order to get health insurance.
1: Right. And exactly. so you're
0: screwed. hmm That's yeah. awful. Yeah. I have
1: a lot of friends who live in the States. I'm in Canada. Uh-huh. And I have a lot of friends in the States who really... Really struggle with that,
0: oh my um, gosh yeah,
1: and i and I hear the horror stories, right, um, and it's it it breaks my heart, yeah, wow. i i keep telling them, I'm like I would adopt you and bring you to my house, and we could all you know live under <laughs> Canadian health care, <laughs> <laughs> but I need to get my own house first, <laughs> you gotta get your own house first, <laughs> let's talk
0: a little bit about what you are doing to help the women who are in. You know any kind of a situation similar to yours where they're finding themselves they're an entrepreneur, whether it's what they've needed to do, what they want to do. um, and they're finding that being an entrepreneur is incredibly difficult because of the demands that that yeah.
1: requires, so I have a free Facebook group, um, and I encourage anyone who's, you know, curious to come and join the Facebook group. Um, it's mm-hmm. automatic entry as long as you an- answer the questions for the uh, Facebook group. And it's it's a community. Because it's, it's never about competition. Like, it, it really... It, it's There are so many writers that... Spoonies tend to do a lot of writing things because it's sitting. It's taking things at your own pace. It's working with your own deadlines a lot of the time. Mm. Um, so there are a lot of writers, but it's not like competitive in the fact that everybody's competing to get their clients right it's about Mm -hmm. finding ways to work outside of the system and mesh with the system of entrepreneurship and the online business world um, and make it work for them so it's the facebook group is um about the community the chronic illness and the business strategy right so it's all about the community
0: The group is called Connected Spoonies, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. You can search it up. It's Connected Spoonies, um, at Connected Spoonies, um, and that should pop up on Facebook. Okay. Yeah, and then um, from there, I have, you know, like I've, from what I've gathered from other people and from my own experience, um, group programs or live programs, I love doing group programs because I love that small social aspect where I get to meet new people and I, you know, get into new, um, networks or bubbles of, of audiences and stuff. Um, and you know, meeting new people is also bringing awareness to my situation. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's great. Um, but I find a lot of, a lot of spoonies have trouble with live programs that, you know, are a certain amount of time or whatever. So, um, most of my things are, do at your own pace. Right. You can download it and you can, and, or like a course or a training and you can watch it, whatever, however many times you need. It comes with transcripts for people who, um, have limited hearing abilities or would just rather read than listen. Um, and the way the, all my stuff is built is, you know, emphasis on accessibility. Mm -hmm. So, um, Yeah. So I, I build my courses and, and different things. And then I've, you know, really building up the, let's make it work for you, the individual, rather than you, the diagnosis.
0: I love that. And so what does that look like? Um, yeah. What does that look like?
1: Um, well, most of the people, uh, in my group or from what I've had feedback from is, um, scheduling and a lot of people have difficulty scheduling when to work or and then making that fit within their medical scheduling of their appointments and stuff um and then what if you know the time I set aside for working isn't I I, I'm not able to work my brain's just not there I can't focus or whatever and um so rearranging your scheduling so making your scheduling fluid with certain um, pillars or um, pins around the fluidity um, that include your medical appointments, because those can't be changed unless, you know, um, there's something important that it needs to be changed, right? Yeah. So um, it's rearranging things constantly. So I, I find that a lot of Spoonies really struggle with scheduling and figuring out, you know, not to feel guilty for not being able to do work on a specific day or days as it sometimes is. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, so it's, that's the way it shows up for a lot of people. That's sort of like the first level of issues. Um, and then it just, it just goes from there.
0: And so what do you do when you're in that situation of, I have this, you know, whether it's work or anything else scheduled that needs to happen, or, you know, that you've said that is it's going to happen, but then you're like, nope, that's not going to happen today. How do you process that? And how do you address that?
1: The main way I address it is, um, do the best you can with what you have available at this moment. So if at this moment you can't manage doing work, go and take care of yourself, right? You're, if you don't take care of yourself, you're just going to feel worse about it later. Mm. Right. It's the, the unproductivity, the being unproductive. Um, you just, it, it feels bad anyway. Right. So you might as well get your rest and relaxation while you can before you make the situation worse. Mind you, it that could you could still be feeling worse the next day and that's just because of being a spoonie and you never know what you're gonna be dealt with mm. at any given time in the future.
0: Yeah. So
1: um, yeah, it's basically it's for when you can't manage, find the little things that you can manage and try and take solace in the fact that you can manage those little things. Yeah.
0: And um uh, so I'm curious what are some of those things that you do for yourself on those days or those moments when you're like I just this is what I need to do is focus on me.
1: Yeah, so <clears throat> my favorite thing to do is to get lost in fiction mm. fiction books. So I will honestly finish a book in a day and You know, later on, I'll feel like that day was a wash, but hey, I read a book. (laughs) That's an achievement. That's an achievement. (laughs) So, um, so that's something I do for myself, or I, you know, binge on the couch watching episodes I've missed on cable or episodes I've missed on subscription services or movies or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and I try and, I've noticed now that there are certain points in the day that, usually i'm more active or more able to put a, a sentence together okay. so it's generally you know between the hours of 11 and 4 every day i can usually that's my my peak work time so i uh-huh. try and fit what i can in those times and then when i'm working if i if it's something i'm not keen on or i'm not passionate about it 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 takes forever to do Right, I'm not encouraged to do it, I'm not motivated to do yeah. it. So trying to really stick to things that you can get lost in, and when you get lost in it, the time flies by. Right? So you get the passion, do the things that you're passionate about because those are the things that you'll feel the effect of positively or at least less negatively later on. So when That's you That's awesome. Yeah, like it's like it's the idea of like I get lost in a book yeah so i the day goes away I'm not worried about the day anymore and i've you know I've been productive in the fact of that I've read yeah and i've you know I've completed something and I did it all so finding the general time frame or time frames in a day that you tend to work best and working around those trying to make sure that your doctor's appointments aren't necessarily in those peak times or maybe they're on the edges of those peak times because you need to be aware and functioning to get to the doctor's (laughs) appointments. But yes, so I have days in the week that I are usually for my doctor's appointments, like the regular recurring ones, Mm -hmm. I usually keep on Wednesdays. So I know that Wednesdays are a doctor's day. Mm -hmm. I don't usually plan or schedule other things on Wednesdays.
0: That's such a good tip. Um, what kind of books do you like to read?
1: Um, they are, um, fantasy, romance, adult fiction. Uh huh. So those are fun. I just, I, I mean, I, I freeze-through books in a day. So i just uh, constantly looking for new stuff. And I love the recommended section in in Amazon on my Kindle. (laughs) Oh,
0: (laughs) that's cool. I love reading. Um, I'm reading a book right now called The Fifth Season Mm -hmm. by N.K. Jemisin. And it's a fantasy, you know, it's like a dystopian novel. Mm -hmm. Um, It is blowing my mind. It is so good. And, like, the way that she has written it – is incredible. Um, so, if you like fantasy type of books or sci-fi type of books, that's a really, really good one.
1: Yeah, and I mean, if you're a writer, the best thing you can do for yourself is read. So that's yes. that, that's that's the excuse or or um professional reasoning. development, exactly. <laughs> right, make it work. Put the label on that works for you.
0: That's so funny. <laughs> Um, well, in terms of books, have you read any that were particularly helpful with you in understanding your chronic illness or how you are working with that in being an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah. Um, so I have been following um, <clears throat> Jen Jennifer um, Pasteloff for a long time. Uh-huh. And she has a book. It's called On Being Human. Okay. And it, she's, it, I, I, I used to be a yoga instructor. She's a yoga instructor. Okay. But she is a spoonie as well. She, um, eating disorders in her past, um, mental, other mental health things like depression and major depression and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's got this blog and guest blog site and she finally came out with her book on being human. And it's basically not try not to be an asshole. And that includes yourself. Ooh. So don't be an asshole is kind of like her tagline. That's been there forever. (laughs) Um, so there's, that's, I mean, I've been following her forever and I've always wanted to go to, she has uh, workshops in Ojai in California, I think it is, or Am- Arizona. Okay. Um, and she has workshops in France sometimes. Oh. Huh. Um, but they're for everybody. And they're writing workshops and yoga workshops combined into one. Oh, okay. So really about the, the self-expression and the self-searching. Mm. Um, and then I really did like Big Magic because it – it puts things in a perspective of, and I'll probably butcher the quote, but it's basically which type of shit sandwich do you want? So you have to serve yourself the least worst <laughs> option.
0: Oh my gosh. And that's Elizabeth Gilbert, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have not read that. I think I've read every single one of her other books and somehow I have missed that one. So that's on my list right now.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really, and it's, it's a fun read. Right. It's not it's conversational. It's not necessarily yeah. like, you know, a school book or anything like that. It's it's very conversational. I enjoyed it.
0: She's such an interesting writer. I um so I read her novels back I think this must have been around when Eat Pray Love was coming out because I read them with my book club at the time. Mm -hmm. And then she was doing a book tour for Eat, Pray, Love. And so we read that and then we went and saw her speak. And I remember somebody asked her, like, how is it that you're able to so successfully write all of these different types of books? So she has these different kinds of novels. And then she came out with Eat, Pray, Love, which was just obviously a huge success. And I remember she said something to the effect of when I sit down to write, I'm writing for a specific person that I know. I'm and it was essentially like I'm not trying to write to make this be pleasing for everybody. I just want one person to enjoy it. And so she was writing for that, you know, whether it was a novel that she had a certain friend in mind that she knew would love it or you know, writing Eat, Pray, Love. She always had somebody specific in mind. And I have taken that to heart with my own writing. Like that is one of those things that has just stuck with me. And um, if I kept quotes near where I write, which I don't, that would, you know, there would be something about that there. It's like in my mental space. (laughs) Um, But I love that. And I'm assuming that Big Magic has just a ton of really great, you know,
1: yeah, it's, tips and things like that. I definitely read it with a pencil, um, okay. close to hand. Um, or if you're reading a digital version, yeah, you can highlight things and, and take notes like that. Yeah. Um, but I have a I have a hard copy of that book. Okay. Um, and is I that,
0: so? Like for you, if you have a hard copy of a book, is that like this is one that's really that good?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I um, like that too. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, like my my fiction books, I. I refuse to write it like they're, they're precious commodities. Okay. Um, But like self-help books or self-growth books, um, they, I, I highlight through them and then I don't necessarily go back, but the act of highlighting or underlining or, you know, asterisking something, it makes me remember it better. Right. Because the whole idea of learning information. Um, And so that's, can, and I can always go back and, and look at it but I, I don't it you know once I've read a book for the most part I've I've read the book and it's done unless I'm going to look back for something specific um that's just the way I am I, I that's just funny I books. as you're saying that I'm like
0: oh that's kind of what I do too because I highlight I underline I write notes I rarely go back and look at it yeah but
1: it's there yeah exactly <laughs> if I need it and you know like I was never someone even growing up like I I was my punishment would be taking my books away. <clears throat>
0: oh my gosh. Um, from my
1: parents. <laughs> <laughs> I I would you know I'd miss school because I was up all night reading and I refused to wake up in the morning when I wanted when I needed to go to school. Oh guys. So basically yeah I d- I just devour books. And for the most part it's just like watching episodes on TV. You don't really remember the specifics of it. Yeah. But if you watched it again it it loses its once you read it one time what reading it a second time it just doesn't sit as well and I know a lot of people will say well you missed a lot of things I'm like well Mm -hmm. maybe they weren't that important it's the idea whenever I pack to go somewhere I'm like if I forget it it wasn't that important anyway
0: (laughs) that's a good way to make some mental space uh, yeah to have that kind of a perspective I know I have only a few books that I've actually reread and um the rest of them. Um, I keep around because I love my books, but
1: yeah, I've <laughs> I've gifted my favorite book to, to several people. So my original copy, I think, by now would have a lot of crease marks in the spine along the spine, but um I keep having to rebuy it. And yeah, it's just that one author that I've will reread, and it's um Jacqueline Carey and um
0: and which book is it
1: I, it's the beginning of her whole uh, co- series so it's Kushiel's Dart and i okay. just tend end up keep gifting that to people who are looking for new books um
0: and it's but, Jacqueline Carey
1: yeah with the yeah j a c q u um yeah okay jacqueline carey and i think it's carey c a r e y
0: Okay, I'll look it up, and I'll put all this in the show notes too, so that if people are listening and they're like, "Ooh, I want to check that out," they can look at the show notes and see it also.
1: Yeah, it's fantasy with a definite BDSM tinge to it. Oh, okay. Um, just but based on their um, the in a religious context or in a servicing or. Intrigue context because there's a lot of that too. There's a lot of intrigue and stuff
0: hmm.
1: involved. So all
0: right. Yeah. Well that will be in the notes for sure. <laughs> um I like that. I I love talking about books with people because there are I mean obviously there are so many out there.
1: Yeah. And
0: um there's a few that kind of are recurring favorites and then there's others like this and I'm like I didn't even know that was out there but it makes sense that it is
1: yeah um yeah so the Jacqueline Carey stuff and then um I also love um Juliet Marillier who does the the six swans um the the sons who turned uh, the Irish sons of the Lord who were turned into swans and then Oh. It, it's a whole thing, so it's it's part of the um, Irish and Celtic um, mythology. So okay. there's those books too. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Daughter of the Forest those. is the first one. What's that? Daughter of the Forest is the first one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So those okay. are good.
0: Very good. Yeah. I'll definitely have those posted. Yeah. Juliet marillier is that how you say marillier
1: um let me just uh yeah m-a-r-i-l-l-i-e-r okay and it's juliet with just one t
0: one t juliet okay very cool i'll include that yeah Um, Okay. So one other question I have for you is for people who are working with Spoonies, what is one or however many ways, um, what's a way that they can, and I know you can't speak for every single person, so I'm not asking you to do that, but in your experience, what is something that can be done to support our friends? Or if we have coworkers who we know are Spoonies, um, what is something that you feel like would be Helpful in terms of support?
1: I think the first step is to figure out or have a conversation about what they are capable of managing regularly. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so figuring out those capacity levels or workloads that work for them on a regular basis, and then knowing that anything above and beyond that might cause other issues. So if, um, let's say you have someone, a Spoonie, who is a social media manager and does posts and everything. So having them having a regular schedule or a regular workload per week or per day or whatever is easy enough to manage for most. Um, And then knowing that if you are doing a launch and you need them to do a whole bunch of things, you got to give them a lot, a lot of notice ahead of time so that they can manage that they're not doing everything last minute and then paying for it afterward. Mm. So giving them a lot of heads up, a lot of time to do things because it doesn't mean that their stuff is going to be any less awesome because a lot of Spoonies are writers and a lot of Spoonies are readers and their writing is fantastic um, and they do a lot of launch stuff and emails and stuff like that. So their stuff is fantastic. It it just, it has to span over a longer time to get things done. You need buffer, buffer zones, buffer limits.
0: Yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, and then for somebody who is thinking that, like, okay, I need to have this conversation with the person I'm working with, mm-hmm. what advice or um, encouragement would, do you have for them?
1: Okay. So if it's someone you know is a Spoonie um, and you're working with and they have men- made mention that they are a Spoonie or they have a chronic illness that they're dealing with, I think it's just sort of starting with a check-in. Hey, how are you doing? How are you managing lately? How are things going for you? And then seeing, you know, is there something I can do on a regular basis or is there something you need now that I can help with within your own capacity mm-hmm. um, to manage? Um, sometimes it's just like, yeah, I I could use an extra day for, you know, getting something complete or, you know, right now, if you could manage doing this small task that is more difficult for myself, um, that would, that would be great. So just starting the conversation, Hey, how's it going? Um, is there anything you need? Is there anything I can do if you're able? Um, and if you're not able, just, you know, checking in with them. how are you feeling? How are you managing? You know, and if the, if they say I'm fine, give them a, a a little bit of a time and then ask them again. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm fine is the blanket statement of I don't want to get into it.
0: Gotcha. Yes. Um, that resonates. Yeah. That's funny. Well, um, is there anything else that you would like to share or cover? Um, that we haven't talked about yet?
1: Um, basically, I think I just want to mention for the, the spoonies out there who are working with people on the reverse end. Um, if you're with a team or you're a contractor, subcontractor with people who aren't, um, spoonies, or if your clients are not spoonies, but you are, Mm -hmm. um, it's, I think it's better to let them know. A lot of people have differing opinions on this, but I think it's better to let people know where you're at Mm -hmm. from a more authentic aspect of, you know, this is my life. This is where I am um, sooner rather than later. But if you're already working with someone saying, you know, here's where I'm at, this is where I'm at usually. Um, So, you know, like letting your clients know that you're a spoonie. And I think most of the time they're appreciative because they want to, for the most part, they want to know who they're working with or who they're, you know, giving their money to.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And so being really upfront or at least open to the possibility of sharing that bit about yourself with your clients. You don't have to, you know, paste it all over your website or, you know, plaster it all over your social media if that's not your thing. But letting your clients know or maybe even in the intake or contract area of your business, letting them know that, you know, sometimes I might have hiccups on delays and stuff like that. But as far as I'm concerned, my quality is more important than my quantity. Mm. So sharing that with your clients, if you are a spoonie, so that it's the reverse of what we were just talking about.
0: Yeah. And I love that because that feels really empowering to be able to say, this is what I can do versus Mm -hmm. having it focused on, I can't do this or I can't do that, which, I mean, obviously, you know, if you have limits, you have limits, but being able to say, even within my limits, here's what I can do. And it's pretty damn amazing.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, (laughs) Exactly. And yeah, it's quality over quantity and really making sure that you put yourself first Um, because clients come and go and you're stuck with yourself. 24 seven for the most, I know a lot of spoonies that would prefer that that was not the case. You know, I'd rather exchange my body or my mind for cer- certain things, but I mean, you're stuck with yourself. So try and make that time the most beneficial for you. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah.
0: Okay. So where can people find you, Jasmine?
1: So, um, I am all over on Facebook, so you can search me Jasmine Spoonie. Um, I've got a, Facebook page, I've got a Facebook group, I've got my personal profile, um, I've got Instagram, which is at Jasmine Spoonie. Um, I've also got a website and I've got a separate page or platform that I have all my courses and I've got some a ton of awesome freebies. I've gotten really good feedback on my freebies um, for templates of swipe files for those conversations that you have with your clients when you're like, um, I messed up and I can't finish this on the deadline that I promised. So there's a swipe template for that. Um, so, and that's free. So that's all um, on my website, Spoonybs. So Spoonie BS for like business strategy, um, but also um, .com. And then I, all my courses and freebies and stuff is re- spelled all out. It's SpoonieBusinessStrategy.VIPMemberVault.com. And you'll find all my goodies there. Um,
0: Okay. And I will put all of those in the show notes too.
1: Yeah. So I, you know, I'm, I, I'm an introvert, but I love meeting people in terms of like starting a conversation. I may not be the greatest at starting conversation, but if you're willing to start the conversation, I'm willing to uh, pipe up for a few minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for having a conversation with me i yeah, really appreciate. this was fun this was fun. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it
0: good so did I and i'll um, really appreciate you sharing so much it's i mean it's helpful for me, but I feel like what I'm finding on the podcast platform is there are so many people like you who have you know whatever their thing is have said, "You know what I'm gonna share about this openly and then that Essentially, lights you know that lights the way for somebody who maybe is feeling like they're in a more dark space where they can't see where they're going with that. And then you are like essentially holding this lantern up saying, Hey, I'm over here and I've been there and I can help you on this path.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, you're only, you know, you're only as strong as your support system, and your support system includes yourself. But it's, it's even better when, when you've got other people to help to support you. And, I mean, I love supporting people. I love community. I love, you know, just, ugh. I, would, <laughs> I still have dark days, right? And I still have dark periods. Mm. Um, but it's still, it's nice to know that there are other people who get it. And I know yeah. the, the silly quote, you don't get it until you get it, but it's true. <laughs> unless you unless you've been there you don't understand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very true. Um, yeah. in a lot of different circumstances. So yeah, well yeah. thank you Jasmine. I really really appreciate you a lot. Thank you. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. You have so many options to choose from and I love that you chose the most true you podcast. You can support the podcast by subscribing and reviewing the podcast, particularly via iTunes. You can find out more information about our guests in the show notes, and you can find out more information about me on my website at ikellyirene.com and more information about the podcast at mosttrueyoupodcast.com. Until next week, many blessings, my friends.